Pope, I am grateful to God for this moment that we have to share uh, in Scripture, this moment we have to share um, in our sermon for today. I mean, if you would, I want to go to Luke, the 15th chapter, Luke, the 15th chapter. Uh, we're going to be dealing with that whole 15th chapter, but I'm just going to take a few pieces out of it so we don't have to read the whole 15th chapter. But I would tell you to read it uh, in your free time. Luke, the 15th chapter, the first verse is now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And that story goes on. And then if you will jump with me from that scripture to verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. And if you could jump with me over to uh, verse 25, uh, what we found is the son has gone off, he's squandered all his wealth in riotous or wild living. Uh, he finally comes back home, his father greets them, holds a party for him, and then we find his older brother coming. It says, Meanwhile, the older brother was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pled with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. My brothers and my sisters, I ask you to join me in the word of prayer. I want to share on a sermon subject today, lost and found. Lost and found. Come on, let us look to the Lord God in Jesus' name. We do thank you. Thank you for this day that is yours. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this word. Now, God, we believe, God, that you shall get the glory out of this word. Touch, God, whoever needs to be touched. Let them hear what they need to hear. Save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody. Set somebody free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Lost and found. Now, this is a very interesting scripture. It's an interesting scripture, C-O-H, because I hear you have Jesus in conversation with the tax collectors and the sinners. 
Tax collectors were reviled during that time period, so they were considered crooks and sinners. And Jesus, the Bible says that they were all gathering around to hear Jesus. Jesus is breaking it down. Jesus is kicking it with them. It says, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Now the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and the Sadducees were the religious infrastructure. They were the ones who were religiously in power. They were the ones who were the church leaders. And so here you have, it's almost like in the AME church, the trustees and the stewards. And so here you have Jesus, he's talking, uh, the tax collectors and sinners, these people of ill repute are all gathered around to hear Jesus talk. And the, and the trustees and the stewards uh, get together and they're mumbling about the fact that Jesus welcomes sinners and eats with them. And so Jesus then goes on to share some parables. And the parables are just stories, but they're stories with a meaning. And so Jesus shares these three stories with meaning to them to be able to try to communicate to them what he's really all about. Jesus uh, shares a story about a lost sheep. Jesus shares a story about a lost coin. And Jesus shares a story about a lost son. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. And, and today I believe that as we look at these parables, we can understand what Jesus is dealing with when he's talking about lost and found. That's right, lost and found. I'm going to jump right into stories if you all don't mind. But one of the first stories is a story about a lost sheep. And one of the things that I believe that we can understand and learn from the story of the lost sheep is truth be told, we once were lost. That's right, we once were lost. Here's the story of the lost sheep. And Jesus says, look, uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, if a man had a hundred sheep and one of them get, got lost, uh, that wouldn't he uh, uh, put the 99 uh, in the open country, that's a, a space where none of them would get lost and they would be all right and they would be safe, and go and look for the lost sheep. Said, and, and when he finds it, he would put it on his shoulder and go home and rejoice with everybody because he found that lost sheep. And, and Jesus said uh, to those religious leaders that I tell you in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven uh, over one sinner who repents and over 99 righteous persons who do not repent. Here you have Jesus, he's given the story uh, of this lost sheep. And, and it reminds me, uh, uh, it was a time in which I remember I was in the neighborhood and, and, and there were some folks who rolled up and they looked like they didn't know what was happening. This was a time before GPS, a time before MapQuest. Um, and you had they rolled up on me and they said, excuse me, sir, uh, but we are lost and we are trying uh, to get back down 95. We're going south. We're going uh, uh, down 95 south. And, and I said, well, y'all are way lost. Y'all are way off track. Uh, and they said, yeah, we don't know how we got this turned around, but we got turned around. And, and I told them, well, I could try to talk to you about how to get back to 95 south. But the reality is that you would probably get lost trying to deal with all the turns I'm going to have to tell you. So I tell you what, I'll get in my car and you all can follow me and I will get you to the exit for 95 South. And so they said, well, thank you so much. And so they followed me and I took them along the way and I got them and pointed them to the exit they needed to get on to. And they got on that exit, they went along their journey. And, and I was talking to somebody later on and they said, why would you spend uh, so much of your time to help those folks? And I told them because I remember one time I was lost 
and somebody did it for me. You, you know, you have a different level of sensitivity for people who are lost when you've been lost before. That, that when you realize uh, that you once were lost, uh, then it, it allows you to have a different level of compassion for lost people. But, but the challenge with the Pharisees and the teachers of the law is they forgot they were ever lost. So they had, had an amnesia about ever being lost. Uh, but when you've been lost, that's why the song Amazing Grace is so important for me. Why? Because it says, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And the, 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 this scripture is, is about the fact uh, that it's important, that the lost are important. And I believe that if you've ever been lost, uh, then you can have a sensitivity, a compassion for folks who are lost. And, and, and the blessing for me is that when you have that kind of compassion and you can understand that Jesus said that heaven is going to shout more for the one that was found than for the 99 that were righteous and never had to be found. That's right, that, that heaven is going to have a party for the one sheep that was found. That, that, that's what I love about God, that God has a heart for the lost. And somebody who is watching us right now, uh, you feel lost in some area of your life, you feel lost. You feel lost, but I've come by uh, to let you know uh, that God loves you so much that God will leave the 99 where they are to come and make sure that you are all right, to come and make sure that you get to safety because God has a heart for the lost. And the truth be told, we once were all lost. We once we're all lost. But the second thing you've got to understand is that you have value. That's right. You have value. I told you Jesus shared three stories. One was of a lost sheep. One was of a lost coin. And one was of a lost son. And, and the story and the parable of the lost coin that Jesus said, or oh, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she, doesn't she light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I had to ask myself, this woman lost a coin. Why does she spend all of her time? The Bible says, doesn't she light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? Why uh, does this woman work so hard to find that lost coin? But, but it's very obvious because she knows that the coin has value. And because she knows that the coin has value, she's going to do whatever she can to try to find that coin. And Jesus wants to remind us that every person has value, that I don't care how lost they look. And, and, and a challenge sometimes about folks being lost, a challenge sometimes is that you can forget their value. That's right, that, that sometimes when things are, are out of sight, they're out of mind, and, and you forget all about them. It's easy to forget about lost people. It's easy to forget about folks who are on the outside. It's easy to forget and dismiss lost folks. But when you remember their value, it causes you not to forget them, but to go looking for them. The woman turned the house upside down to find that coin. Why? Because she knew that coin 
had value. And, and, and the thing I love about Jesus is he wants us to be clear that everybody, Lord have mercy, in the house of the Lord has value. That's why at Community of Hope, we say it every Sunday, we're the Community of Hope where what? Everyone has a chance. And we don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. When you get into the house of the Lord, get connected to the things of God, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to become. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. I wish somebody would put it in the chat. Slam on it. You have value. I don't care how lost you are. I don't care uh, how uh, on the side you are. I don't care how misplaced you are. I don't care uh, how folks haven't thought about you in a long time. I want you to be clear that we believe that you have value. And once again, Jesus says what? That, that there will be rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Why? Because you have value. But the third thing I want to share with you, that once you understand that we once were lost, and the second is you understand that you have value, the third thing I want you to understand is that no family member is left behind. That's right, no family member is left behind. Well, one of the things I want you to be clear is that you are in the family of humanity, that we are all in this family together, no matter your race, no matter uh, your creed, no matter your gender, that, that we are all in this thing. What? Together. And, and no family member, no family member gets left behind. This last parable that Jesus gave, this last story that Jesus shared was about a young man, a young man whose father had it going on, a young man whose father had it going on, and he went to his father and he asked for his whole uh, 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 he asked for his inheritance. So he wanted his portion of the estate, wanted his inheritance, and he wanted it right now. He didn't want to wait. He wanted it now. The father divided uh, the property between him and his brother, and he gave that young brother his inheritance. And the Bible says that he went off into a foreign country, into a distant country, and, and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. The, 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 I like the way the King James says it. King James says he squandered it in riotous living. That's right. Uh, that he, 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 was, he was spinning on everything he had no business on. And the Bible says that he lost everything. That's right. He lost it all. And he got as low as he could get. He got as low as he could get and was eating pig food. That's right. He was eating food with the pigs. He was eating food with the pigs. And the Bible says that he came to himself and he decided to go back home. He decided to go back home. He said, even my father's servants live better than this. I'm just going to go back home and hope my father will let me just work there. Hope my father will let me be one of the servants. And as he was making his way home, the Bible says that a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. That's right. Here you have this lost son, this son uh, who went and, and was rebellious, this son who, who went and did things his own way, this son who, who took what he had and went off into a foreign country and lost it all, this son who was dead wrong, but he's on his way home and his father sees him afar off. His father sees him at a distance and, and has compassion for him. And that's how Jesus is for us. That Jesus knows that we've messed up, but, but Jesus isn't holding our mistake against us. But Jesus sees us at a distance 
on our way back and comes running out. The Bible says the father went running out, uh, got him, grabbed a hold of him, brought him back. The Bible says that he told his servants uh, to get, bring him the best robe and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet to kill the fatted calf and to hold a party for him. And so here you have the situation. The father has seen this son at a far distance. He's gone out. He's reconciled with him. He's brought him back into the house and he's throwing his party for him. My goodness, what a wonderful day. This lost son is back home, but his brother's out in the fields. And his brother, when he comes back from the fields, he sees his parties going on. He sees the parties going on. As the servants, what in the world is happening? And the servants say uh, that your father is holding a party for your brother uh, because your brother is back home. And the Bible says that the big brother got so mad he won't even go into the party. That's right. He won't even go into the party. The father comes out and talks to the brother and says, come on, won't you please come on inside the party? And the brother says, look, man, I'm going to read his words. He said, but he answered the father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, now this is shady, who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you will kill the fatted calf for him. The brother was hot. I'm talking about he was hot. He was not trying to go up into that party for his brother. And, 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 the, and the reality is that he had a point. The reality is that he was right in the situation. But the father understood something that the brother didn't. The father understood that even though both of them were right, the father was right. The father had done everything right. The, the, the younger brother, the, the, the son who had left out, he was wrong. He was dead wrong. But the father understood that they could not use their righteousness to block the brother's restoration. That, that's right. The, the father understood that just because we're right does not mean that that has to block him being restored. But, but, but because he's coming home, we leave no family members behind. That's right there. That he's part of the family. And so because he's part of the family, I know he's messed up. I know that he's failed. I know uh, that he's done wrong. I know that he was lost. But if he's come home, we're going to help restore him because the father understands that restoration is on the path to righteousness. That if we can get them restored, we can get them right. And, and, and one of the things that Jesus, I believe, was trying to share with the religious leaders as I'm sitting here with these sinners, but you all want to use your righteousness to keep them from me. But how can they become righteous if they've never become restored? It, it's a horrible thing, my God, Jesus but have a self-righteous Christian. I see it all over the internet. I see it all over social media that we have so many Christians who are trying to use their righteousness to keep folks on the outside, to tell folks how bad they are, to show folks how messed up they are, to shine a light on how they're messing up, that they're never able to restore sinners. That's right. It's been so much time using the law to beat people up that they're never able to use compassion to get folks restored. Did you expect that folks, lost people, 
automatically become righteous. But no, you've got to get restored. That's on the path to righteousness. But we spend so much time being so religious and so righteous that you don't realize that when you're so self-righteous, you're actually the lost one. That Jesus is trying to help the religious leaders understand that the kingdom of God, that my purpose, that the heaven is all about the lost. That, that, that heaven is going to shout more for one lost than 99 righteous. That heaven is going to uh, go crazy over one lost person getting right versus 99 righteous people who've been righteous all their life. That, that, that heaven loves a, 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 a restoration. Heaven loves a lost person being found. And that's what Jesus, in, in the story of the lost sheep, of the lost coin, of the, of the lost son, that Jesus was trying to help these self-righteous people understand that your righteousness cannot block people's restoration. That's why, once again, what? We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. Why? Because we are all sinners saved by grace. That, that, that in this moment, I believe that God is seeking a church that cares about the laws. I believe in this moment that God is seeking a church that will go to the highways, as the old saints would say, and the byways to find the lost. That I believe that God is seeking a church that will get down in the gutter, get down in the mud, go to the places where the hurting are, and help lift folks up. I, I believe that God is looking for a church that will see people like this father from afar off and have compassion on them. Uh, somebody today, you are right, but you have no compassion for your family members. And you're using your righteousness, and it's keeping there from being restoration. But the devil is a liar. That I need you and your Christian maturity to understand that even though you're right in the situation, when the person who is lost is coming back for restoration, that you can have the heart of compassion because restoration will get them on the path to righteousness. There's some families right now that you need to get restored. There's some families right now that you need to stop being so caught up and the fact that you were right, stop getting so caught up in the fact that they left for riotous living, left for wild living, stop getting so caught up in the fact that they made a mistake and forgetting about the fact that you made mistakes when you were younger, that you made mistakes in your life and God restored you. And if God can restore you, then God can restore them. That, that, that there's got to be room for you to have some compassion to be able to reach out and let them know that restoration is here. I believe in the family of God. If heaven shouts over one lost soul, we've got to be in the going after the lost business. That's our, that's our role. That's our function. That's our job. But the reality is 
For some of us, we don't have to look far for the laws because the laws are in our families. We don't have to look far for the laws because the laws are on our jobs. We don't have to look far for the laws because the laws are in our neighborhoods. We don't have to look far for the laws. We just have to have the compassion to reach out and help them get restored. Let them know they've got value. Let them know we once were lost. But most of all, let them know that no family member gets left behind. Look, if today you feel lost, if today you feel like you're trying to find your way, I want you to know as clearly as I can say it that God loves you and that you have value. And heaven has a place for you. You can be found. You can be restored. And today is your day. That happens through Jesus. That's right. These sinners and these uh, uh, th these sinners understood. They needed to get around Jesus and hear what He was talking about, because He had a word that would change their life. Jesus died on a cross. God raised Him from the dead that you could be saved, that you could be found. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, that's uh, a wonderful scripture in John 3, 16 that states that God so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves you so much that God sent Jesus. Jesus loved you so much. He would not come down from the cross to save himself. He decided to die to save you and to save me. Today's your day, and this is your moment. If you've never accepted Jesus, today I want you to uh, make that choice. Uh, today we want to offer you the opportunity to give your life to Christ. If you want to give your life to Christ, we'd like to be able to pray for you, follow up with you. If you could just be able to click uh, the link that's in the chat or just text Hope Decision. To 474747, hope decision to 474747. We want to get connected and plugged in with you. Today is your day, and this is your moment. You may already be saved, but you want a church home. Already saved, but you want a church home. Just uh, click that link, help, hope decision to 474747. We want to hear from you. Or you may just be rededicating your faith. You're already saved. You already got a church. You want to rededicate your faith. Come on, let us know about it and click that link as well. Now look, if you're making any of those decisions to give your life to Christ, to make Community of Hope your church home, or to rededicate your faith, I just want to pray with you. I want, matter of fact, I want you to repeat these prayer after me. It's my words, but it'll be your faith. I want you to repeat these words after me. Come on, won't you join me and say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today 
I thank you that I'm saved. I got a church home, rededicated my faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. But if you made a decision, please let us know. We want to be able to pray and follow up with you. Just be able to click the link or text Hope Decision to 474747. Today is your day of a brand new found lifestyle.